0: All right, with Jay Blom, Turn the Spaceship Around, uh, winning animation festival screenplay, really, uh, really fun script to read. It's got action, it's got comedy, it's got sci-fi, of course, it's got animation, and it's got switching people's bodies with a thematic uh, um, overlying. Uh, What a great script. So tell me, do you, like, like, uh, just curious about the animation aspect, do you write animation a lot when when you're writing?
1: um no uh first of all thank you for having me um but i i actually don't write animation generally but when i saw this movie in my head um i couldn't really picture it as anything else
0: yeah so do you like when did you see the movie in your head like do you remember where you were
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually um it was i was just trying to Honestly, I was just trying to come up with um, just ideas. I was just kind of throwing things out there and you know, seeing what stuck. Um, and then this thought process came to me about possibly like um, maybe some aliens that are visiting the Grand Canyon um, and their daughter who's a very young child has the, the powers of mimicry. And what if she mimicked an, an earthling and they took the wrong child home? And so it kind of it it bloomed from that um, just being an a interesting idea to me to something I I elevated and and became really passionate about.
0: So it's core. It's a it's a film about basically bullying, but also kind of learning to love yourself. I guess right.
1: Yeah, it's, it's about yeah you 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 you're supposed to be able to fit into the world where everyone around you is, is fitting in just fine. And for some reason you can't do it and you can't find your place. And, you know, it's about just wanting to be able to to experience something on the the other side of the fence, you know, and then in this case, the other side of the galaxy and just hoping that that something could be better. Yeah. You know, it, and
0: yeah, totally. do. No, it's also like we all kind of, we all can kind of relate to that experience, uh of like at a certain time in our lives like wanting to be somebody else right right (laughs) but then it's easier easy it didn't but of course we don't we'll go less people have a fake crazy story to tell but i don't i I never personally turn into somebody else but it's sort of (laughs) one of those things where like it's like it's like careful what you wish for i guess right
1: right and i just i kind of relate it to myself in a way where like i was when i was a kid i was my mother moved every year. So every year I was a new kid at school and every year I thought this is going to be different. I'm going to be a different person. These people mm. don't know me, but I always just kind of fell into that same mold of, you know um, you know, I was bullied as a kid, but I think that, you know, that it's the whole grass is always greener. This will be a new experience. This will be better. And, you know, no matter where you go, sometimes the same thing hits you in just a different Format.
0: The the problem your problems follow you around, right? You right. <laughs>
1: right.
0: That that's, that must have been such an interesting childhood. But did you ever have an experience where you had a really great year and then you were forced to move after having a fun, like a good year?
1: Um, I think that actually only started uh in high school. The the I wasn't really a fan of school, um, elementary or or middle school at all. Yeah but then yeah high school i was there for for three years in a row and then you know that was in northern california but then i moved to southern california and that was the misfit all over again
0: so did like like would you live like all over like where did you end up living like all over the states or
1: yeah well no just california i was was born yeah i was born in southern california and then we rested in northern california for a while and then came back to southern california me.
0: gotcha so my mom's the,
1: uh, still up there but i came back down
0: you came back down so yeah but it must be like it, it's but at the same time it must have like taught you to like be able to fit in or like is it, it served you well in the long run or no
1: i think in the long run yes because i think the ultimate answer it comes from you it comes from from the the changes and the realizations that you make with yourself. You know, because like you said, you know, wherever you go, that you, you just receive the same problems in different forms. And so, until you learn how to manage that in yourself and become comfortable with yourself, nothing really changes, no matter where you are.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, when did you write? Uh, it said it's in the blog interview that it took you six months to write this this script. When did, when 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 was the timeline you wrote this?
1: Um I started in January of twenty twenty one.
0: Okay, so it's like almost COVID, I guess a little bit of.
1: Uh, yeah, like a year after COVID. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you finished. So there, it? Was,
1: there was stories before that, but I finished that probably about summer, of twenty twenty, 2020, um uh, twenty twenty one. Excuse me. Um. Yeah, several drafts later, um. You know, I was receiving feedback, and people wanted to. I was fo- mostly focusing on Relia, the alien. Yeah. And people wanted to know more about, you know, her counterpart. What about the earthling? They want to know more about her experiences. So I I had to elevate her character as well. And then I came to, I came to become close to both of them, you know?
0: Yeah. hundred (laughs) percent. And so when did you realize, when were you, when did you figure it was like, okay, this is a ready script. I'm going to send it to festivals.
1: Um, I guess I had received um, some feedback from friends, um, you know, different writing groups. I submitted to um like Coverfly has a, a program where you can do um, submit your scripts for peer evaluation mm. um, for points on their platform. Um I had just received enough feedback and elevated it enough where just I decided that this was it. It was it was a time where it needed to be done
0: no. Yeah, it, no it's a great it's a great it's a great script i was it's i'm interested in your like uh your final analysis in the blog interview you're you're talking about like you don't really want feedback anymore because it's like it oh. kind of maybe probably no, which is that maybe does right. it confuse you sometimes and like because you get different contrary contradicting notes or it kind of puts yeah. you in the wrong, wrong mindset
1: sometimes feedback can be counterproductive you yeah. know if you're um, constantly just chasing everyone's opinion. Sure. Um, people are telling you different things. You should do this. You should do that. I want to see more of this. I want to see more of that. And if you just followed everyone's advice, mm-hmm. you might have a screenplay that's 200 pages or a story that's like way too involved in, in character or, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to criticize character involvement. I think that's extremely important, but you, you need to still keep things clean yeah. and, you know, so as long as, you know, when I started, when, 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 uh, um, when a certain amount of people start saying the same things, then you realize, you know, maybe that's something you need to change. But if you, if you just get a one-off, you know, someone says, well, I'd, i I want to see this. I want to know about that. You know, it's just, when you, be, when you're too reliant on feedback, I think it's, it does more harm than good. It, it can be. Yeah.
0: No, I but understand. Well, it's one of those things where like, it's like you, you kind of like, you kind of know that you're writing on spec, you're kind of n- understanding where the story is going. And if someone buys a script or a producer, like options, a script, and then like, he's going to say, I want this change, but you're, you're getting paid to do that, right? So it's like a different right. kind of mindset. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, and the good thing is, too, I, I, I started writing Turn This Spaceship Around with um, Sophie being the secondary protagonist, um, with very little backstory. Like, you know, she was just kind of the the vessel for Relia to, for her story to be told. And if people wanted to know more and more about her, I went into a lot of details. I actually, I elevated it to, um, include, uh, racial tension. And, you know, if there was one, uh, person that I was speaking to that said they didn't know if, if it was important to touch on that and if that ever came to be the case where I needed to to pull back on something um, I've already uh, accomplished the earlier stages you know it'd be a lot it'd be easy to to do those rewrites
0: yeah 100% it makes it makes yeah. total sense yeah this yeah. is a pretty this is a pretty polished uh, animation script it's, it's like I, I can see it you can kind of see the See the film like the vision. So I hope it serves you well and uh, and it helps you out along your your screenwriting way.
1: Thank so, you. I appreciate that.
0: So uh, just to finish off, I like I you got me intrigued about your um the you said your version uh, song contest is the movie. It's not the most <laughs> time of your life because I guess during COVID, you're like you know. Whatever, you don't have to get too personal, but you're going through
1: no, it's okay.
0: isolation, <laughs> you got a breakup, whatever. And then you're just like, yeah kind of movie's like putting you in, at ease, I guess, right?
1: Yes. That movie came to me at the right time because I was, I was isolating because of COVID, but I was also, I felt isolated because I was coming off of a, a breakup. And yes. so um, it, when I stumbled upon the movie, I love Will Ferrell. Um, it was a comedic distraction, but the message inside, it just kind of, it resonated with me. Like I could relate to these people. And I think that's so important with, with stories is that they need to be relatable and I'm not a singer and I haven't been to Europe, but I can relate with those dreams and that heartbreak and that struggle. And I was just, I don't know. I just, it was, it, it helped me heal, you know? So I, I did, I watched it. Over and over and I would go to bed and I'd listen to it just because it, you know, just how it made me feel. It's, it's such a good movie.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's a very, I guess it's a common thing where like people are going through some, you know, like anxiety or whatever. And there's a show or there's a, there's a movie that kind of like puts them at ease, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah. It spoke to me as a, as a person, as an artist, um, as a, a writer. It just, it was, it's really good. And for anyone that hasn't seen it, see it right now.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it. Usually, I see like everything. I I haven't seen it. And I am a big Will Ferrell fan, which is funny yeah. enough. So
1: you must. It's a movie that's got comedy. It's got heart. It's it's great.
0: And I, but I, the other come when he said, I, I have seen Breakfast Club for sure. <laughs> I've seen it a few times. So then, like that's sort of like um, it's well, I guess it's one of those movies. I guess in a certain generation, that I kind of can relate to. I guess right,
1: right. I don't know. I think many genera. Maybe I think many generations could relate to it, but I'm only speaking from my own. So, yeah.
0: no, but it's got that it's got that 80s kind of vibe going on. Going right. yeah, right? totally. <laughs> I remember when I, I actually, I remember when I first saw it, I was actually in Arizona visiting my dad's friends. And this teenage kid, speaking of movies, he would watch this. He was like five years older than me. Like I was, I, was, I think it was 12 and he was like 17. He would watch this movie every day. Every single yeah. day, he would watch The Breakfast Club, right? And obviously, he was he was he was angry at something, right? And then I remember watching the movie. Yeah, I, I remember watching the movie. I and and well, it's, I guess these kids are all pissed off, and then they smoke pot, and then they're happy, and then then that's the movie because <laughs> that's what happens,
1: right? I guess. I mean, that's part of it.
0: It was a lesson for me. It was like because I was like, oh, I guess I could smoke pot, and then I guess I'll be happy.
1: <laughs> it's about connecting these people have nothing in common and for one day they understand each Only other Only
0: after they smoke pot that's basically
1: <laughs> like, yeah, i don't there's anything
0: wrong with it but it's like watch the movie it's like they 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 hate each other they smoke right. pot and then they love each other <laughs> that's what john hughes taught me
1: Okay, yeah. John Hughes—he's awesome.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I just remember him. I remember him being so mad at me for like pointing that out. But I just, just like that's my own personal story. <laughs> well, I, I should the go very, watch it again. quick
1: summary of it.
0: What's that? that's
1: a very quick summary of it.
0: No, no, no. Of course, I'm kidding. It's like, yeah. but we all kind of relate to one or either of the characters, I guess, right? In the movie, right,
1: right.
0: <laughs> In Chicago, white suburbia, yeah. But they shouldn't do that movie, like but make it more like uh you know modern, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, I've been yeah, uh yeah. On that note, I've all, I've been thinking of lots of ideas they could do with that in modern times.
0: Yeah, no, they, they could really kind of like uh play with that kind of like concept. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet.
1: I, same here, yeah. They've remade tons of things.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure someone's writing Over. it as we speak, right? Probably. <laughs> Well, great script, like I said, and I wish you the best and uh, I hope it serves you well. Let, let us know what anything that we can do to help you out because it's really, it's a really solid animation film.
1: Thank you. I appreciate um, your comments. I appreciate this contest. Like I was really surprised um, just like getting that um, little table read for the first few scenes that was, you brought it to life. Um, in a way like that. I haven't seen before. I've read it with my friends. I've, you know, I have final draft that's read it back to me a few times, but yeah. it was such, it was such an honor and such a good warm feeling to have you guys do that for me.
0: Yeah. I remember the actors, they, they loved in the script. They wanted to do the whole thing. So
1: oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate your kind words and like, yeah, let's keep in touch. And we'll, maybe we'll talk again when you make your next award-winning scripts.
1: Okay, well, I hope to hear from you because I have another submission that I have for one of your other contests.
0: Oh, there we go. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk soon then.
1: All right, thank you.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Exterior, space, unspecified. The universe, a galaxy, a planet. Super, Proxima Centauri B. Exterior, Proxima Centauri B, day, establishing. Blue sky, lots of land. Pale green grass, no mountains. Trees, tall and thin like bamboo, twisted with thick leaves like rubber trees. A suburb. Houses with well-tended lawns and hover cars, A short-haired bird with four wings, like a biplane, lands on a purple bush that's tangled up like tumbleweed. Flowers with thick black petals and long filaments. Others have orange, tongue-shaped petals and pouches filled with tiny yellow tendrils. Exterior, Adhara High School, day, establishing. Hover-cars at the curb. Students approach the entrance. A pylon sign reads, "Atara High School, home of the Scholar Worlds. Displays a picture of a red and very venomous-looking centipede, arching upward into an S-shape. Beneath the sign, an electronic message scrolls, Solarev holiday dance next week. Residents all share similar physical traits. A pale blue color, solid black eyes, ears pointed like elves, resting on the head about two inches higher than human ears. Residents also have individual differences with regard to height, weight, bone structure, hairstyles, hair color, and clothing choices. A hover vehicle, sedan type, pulls up. A teenage boy gets out and hurries to the entrance. School bell rings. Interior, at High School. Hallways, same. Students shuffle between classes. Posters on the walls. Cheer tryouts. School play. Math 77 club. Charity bake sale. Solar rev holiday dance. Lots of hieroglyph-like symbols. Festive, solar-rev decorations hang from the ceiling. Red and gold, mylar streamers. Interior, at Hara High School, natatorium, day. Teenage awkwardness at its peak. Relia, sixteen, severely lacking in social skills, stands at her open locker. She has elf-like ears. Her skin is a soft teal, with glittery silver freckles peppered on her cheekbones and over her eyes, where eyebrows would be. Her eyes are white, speckled red in the corners, with horizontal blue slits across the center like glass octopus eyes. Relia puts a gym bag inside her locker, wears a one-piece swimsuit and a swimmer's cap, a towel over her shoulder. She closes the locker door. Her left index finger bears a thin glowing pink ring. Students meet up and head toward an exit. Pool. Relia walks alone, about to turn a corner when... Kander, 16, high school heartthrob, letterman jacket, mussy navy-colored hair with messy bangs, appears before her. She takes a startled breath. Her heart skips a beat. Hi, Relia. She looks around. Is he really talking to her?
0: Um, hi, Candor. What are you working on today?
2: Candor heads to the pool. Relia follows, moderate disbelief. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Your dive?
2: They arrive at the base of a high dive. Relia doesn't notice the other kids watching, hiding, chuckles. Oh,
0: um, forward twist.
2: Candor nods. That's cool. You're really good, you know that. She blushes. Candor takes a step closer.
0: Hey, uh, Rel, you want to go to the solo rev dance with me?
2: Relia's eyes light up.
1: Yeah, that would be.
2: Before she can finish, Candor's skin changes, with some flickering and the static of a TV screen. What was once Candor now transforms into Sink sixteen Mean Girl swim cap. Instantly, Relia hears laughing all around her. Her stomach sinks.
1: That would be what, Relia? Impossible?
2: Sink cracks up. Relia drops her head. Turns on her heels to flee in the opposite direction. Nearly runs into. Watch it. Just arrived on the scene, Candor has his nose to his phone.
1: Hi, Candor. Sorry.